The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once to your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, for they have become depraved. But Moses implored the Lord his God, saying, Why, O Lord, should your wrath blaze up against your own people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, with such great power and with so strong a hand? Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and how you swore to them by your own self, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. So the Lord relented in his punishment he had threatened to inflict on his people. And the very next line we hear from was the responsorial psalm and the gospel. I will rise and go to my father. These are the words of the prodigal son. But let's slow this down. I think it is important for us to look at the response between God and Moses. The church put the image of the prodigal son with this story of the rebellion of the Israelites right after the release from Egypt for a specific reason. This whole weekend is about the issue of forgiveness. And I will be helping with a Rachel's Vineyard retreat in Iowa. This is a retreat that is focused on the whole work of forgiveness that God has revealed to us through Christ. It brings people who are post-abortive into a sense of wholeness in Christ that is nothing short of miraculous. So I ask for your ongoing prayers this weekend for the retreatants, the staff, and myself. So let's return to the story. Moses came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments and saw the people worshipping the golden calf. He threw the tablets down and broke them because of his anger. But this was different from what he said on the mountain. Remember, on the mountain he was ready to intercede for the Israelites because of their sinfulness toward God. Many commentators say that God was testing Moses to see what he would do. But I think, in reality, God was preparing Moses for a forgiving heart. The challenge God gave was, look at what your people are doing. He was expecting Moses to respond in anger exactly the way he did when he broke the Ten Commandments. But Moses' response was, Lord, these are your people. So when Moses came down the mountain, he already had an experience of interceding for the Israelites with God. He had already turned the Israelites over to the hand of God. Remember that Moses destroyed those Ten Commandments that he first brought down from the mountain. If I may be so bold as to propose why he broke the Ten Commandments, I would suggest it was because he thought the Israelites were not worthy of that great of a law. Red flag, that's my guess. Okay. Yet God had already shown him the truth. God had already, quote, turned away, unquote, from what he was going to do to the Israelites. God had repented. And that meant, and that means, to turn away. So, God had repented, turned away from the violence he had planned. So, Moses had to repent from the attitude he held in regard to the nation he had brought from Egypt. So, the prodigal son had repented, had turned away from the foolish life he was living. So, the prodigal father showed his mercy to his son in the same way as God had done to the Israelites there in the desert when they made the molten calf and worshipped this false god. So, what about you? I can tell you that personally I can see myself in all four of those different places. Well, maybe not the first one, but... I can see myself as Moses. I try to bring people through my preaching mainly 
into a deeper relationship with God. Sometimes it doesn't work very well, and people go after a different kind of idea that, as far as I can tell, is not going to lead them to a relationship with Jesus. Many times, and I hate this about myself, I am like the prodigal son. I find myself rejecting the place I have already been give, that I have already been given as a son of God by baptism, not by priesthood. I rebel against the simple call to holiness that God would have me live in, because in the moment I find other things more comfortable or more enjoyable, or I feel a need to be accommodating to others just so I can get along. But in all these things, I am not doing what God calls me to, and I am chasing after dreams or ideas that do nothing but make me more miserable. I see myself as the prodigal father every time I hear someone's confession. Before I was ordained, the idea of being the priest in the sacrament of confession scared me. But I have found some of the best blessings in that sacrament when I can say to someone who has been away for years, Welcome home. And I have had some people come to me after decades of being away from the sacraments. That is a real joy. I said I may not, I said maybe not the first one, because I would hate to be presumptuous when I consider the majesty of God, his greatness, and his willingness to forgive. So great is his majesty and mercy that when we, as mere humans, try to understand it clearly, we fail. We are left with only one thing to do, bow before his majesty and mercy, and plead that he grant us his forgiveness. Thanks be to God, we have confidence because of who Jesus is and what he has done. This is what St. Paul was telling Timothy in our second reading. Quote, this saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Unquote. We are set free and can stand before him as the prodigal son did, a new ring on our finger, new sandals on our feet, and find ourselves welcomed into the banquet of the king, who is not just the king, but is our father. And for a closing prayer, I can think of no better words than the words that close our second reading for the weekend. To the king of ages, incorruptible, invisible, the only God, honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.